You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 141, Feng Shui and Color. Welcome to episode 141 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at Mindful Design School. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com and be sure to sign up for our mailing list. We have special workshops and opportunities to ask questions on the podcast. We hope you'll look us up. So today we are chatting about feng shui and color and kind of from the perspective of the Bagua. So this is a fun topic for most people, right? Yes. Color is fun. Everyone loves color. Um, and color. we, a lot of us could use more color in our lives. That's so this true. is why it's nice to think of it from a feng shui standpoint. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I just did a little Instagram collab with California closets who I love and they commented on my closet. They're like, we love how you styled it with neutrals. And I'm like, oh, that's just my wardrobe. Because <laughs> like, I basically only wear neutrals and like creams, whites and black and grays. So I'm, I don't dress colorfully, but people who are interested in feng shui often ask about colors quite a bit. So it's a good topic yes. to chat about. Yes. And you don't have to do big color. You can do it in smaller ways too. Yeah. You can get and- creative. And actually, before we jump in, we just wanted to let people know, we just started doing this fun, special free workshop called Feng Shui Floor Plan Bootcamp. And we just did it a couple of weeks ago and it was so much fun. So we looked at different people's floor plans. A lot of people submitted and we just did a quick reading. Laura and I selected a few, did quick Feng Shui readings and people loved it. So be sure to sign up for our mailing list. That's the best way you can kind of keep up to date with the new things that we're doing, the new offerings that we have. So back to color. Okay. So color is one of the, actually um, professor Lin would say that color is one of the most effective ways to apply feng shui to your home because color is really visual, right? And as humans, we're highly visual creatures. And a lot of people are also familiar with the feng shui Bagua map. So we thought we would do this episode based on the Bagua map and go area by area and just talk about the meanings of the colors in association with that area. And then anything else that we share, we just, you know, if you don't know, Laura and I basically just do this stuff off the cuff. We don't, we maybe write a little outline, but we just talk. So, <laughs> so we don't know what's going to come up yet. <laughs> so are we going to do it gua by gua? Are you going to yeah, start? I'll run the show on this one. Yeah, okay. yeah, go for it. So a little reminder, if you're new to feng shui, or even if you're a seasoned practitioner, the feng shui bagua map is a energetic map or kind of like a mandala that we lay over a space and it has a center, which is health, but it has eight areas around the center and they associate with different aspects of your life as well as different colors different organs, different elements. And so today we'll talk about the color association. So if there is a Bagua area that you would like to work on, you can also listen to what color is associated with that area. Mm -hmm. So let's start with 
well, we always start with the family area, which is called Jun, and that's related to new beginnings. And the colors associated with that area are green, blue, and teal. So this is a great area or sorry, a great color to work with the colors, green, blue, and teal. Those are wood energy colors, but they really promote family harmony, can be healing and provide a lot of growth. And I think a lot of humans are hardwired to see green as being growth too. Makes sense, right? That vital springtime, um, new growth, grass and little buds coming out that bright green color. So that is, that is the color of this area, which is called family and new beginnings. And it has that energy of springtime. And when you look at it, even, you know, you kind of take it a step further, it's really about creating something new, starting something new. And uh, many areas of the Bagua are associated with creativity, but there is something about that creative spark and the color green kind of going together. And the wood element, as you mentioned, which is the wood element to me and, you know, really think what, and what we teach our students is that the, the wood element is many things, but what it fundamentally is about is compassion and flexibility. So that's a really those are really great ideas and concepts and feelings to bring into your space. And it gives you a more nuanced approach to the colors as well. Yes. And, you know, the colors don't just have to be in your space, which they can be, and it doesn't have to be paint colors, but it could be an accent. You can create your own art. You can wear these colors because the colors still affect us. And whether it's on our body, like our personal feng shui or in our home, or even through uh, green, it's come. You can bring in the color green through through plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to the next area, which is wealth and abundance, which is called Shen in Chinese, and that is related to the color purple. And this is one of the most popular areas. People tend to ask about this a lot, but I think on a superficial level, you may think it's about cash money, but really, it's not about cash money because we all know your wealth and abundance and your feelings of prosperity and self-worth and having enough go much deeper than that because there are plenty of people who have a great deal of money that may not feel abundant at all. Mm-hmm. So purple is this color, which I love that it's associated with purple because to me, purple is a very elegant royal color. And it can be different shades of eggplant or lavender, depending on what your tastes are and for what you're using it for. And even yeah. like amethyst crystals are purple. That's a great one. Yeah. And they're nice. And they've got that really nice color of purple. Yeah. And different tones of purple can sort of bring in different types of energy. So, you know, purple is an auspicious color nobility. Yes. Wealth. Yes. Because it's almost like red has taken on a new character. It's like you've gotten to this deep, deep red moving into purple and it gives this fiery red color, this harmony and this balance. And so it's almost like red, super red in a way. And uh, it's red as a, as a powerful color that connects it with this prosperity. So different purples kind of have different meanings. You can kind of figure out, obviously, if you're going to go with more of a lavender, it's going to be much more subdued and calming. But if you are thinking about using this in the gua and you want to use it for purposes of kickstarting or enhancing wealth, then go with a real true 
purple, like a real, a, a real purple. That's something that really does make you think of those, you know, royal robes and that, and that purple nobility. Yeah. And also Laura created the idea for the branding for our logo and we selected purple as well. And that was done with purpose. It was an intention. So, yes. Intentionally. Yes. Yes. It's our color. Purple's our color. So the next area, next. which is called the Tai Chi, which is the center, and it's mm-hmm. related to health and your overall well-being, and it's related to earth elements. So that means it's related to earthy tones, generally yellow, but also other earthy tones like browns and neutrals. And since this is the area about health, those colors like yellow can really support your health. But also it's this earth element. And as I mentioned, it's the center of the Bagua, which touches all the other areas. So it also grounds you, it supports you. It can create a heart center for you. So you can use earth toned colors with that intention to ground you, even like visualize walking along the earth and the soil of the earth. Yeah. And yellow, some of us don't really associate yellow with earth just because of where we, our geography and where we come from and earth for us is, you know, the stuff you till the soil in, especially in North America, that is dark, dark Brown, but understand that there's many other countries where that yellow, it's more of an ochre color and it's that oxidized and it's just because of the minerals in the soil. So that kind of yellowy oxidized ochre color. And actually, if you're an artist, you know, when you have oxidized yellow and and certain colors, ochres, it's when you paint with it, it is yellow, but it doesn't, but you, they don't call it yellow. And, and, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. And it has to do with the minerals and what's in the soil. And so, you know, that's why we have that traditional color in feng shui. When we talk about the earth element being yellow too, I think sometimes we just think, obviously, you know, as Angie said, like earth tones, it's this, there's like a spectrum, right. Of earthy tones and then really a true yellow. And then you get to sunlight, glowing sunlight, which, you know, for me with that yellow, I like that for the center, having that idea of sunshine in the center of your home, that symbolism for health. It's just such a clearing visualization for me. Like it's so to brighten that center of your home. Yes. Next. I love ochre actually. Ochre is such a beautiful color. It's very trend. trend it's on trend right now. Is too. it? Or like raw umber, I get those mixed up mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's kind of like a baby poop color, but it's like a mustardy baby poop. Baby yeah. Umber is more like brown, like a real brownie red, okay, so but yeah, but uh, you're thinking, yeah, baby poop is, is you're getting into the ochres there with that sometimes, yeah, but it's yeah. very on trend right now. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I think maybe because we need more grounding. Yes. Cause a few years ago, poop yes. was really on trend, right? Yeah. And maybe we need more, so- we need more softening, um, which we'll get to pink in a little bit. That's the last mm-hmm. one, but let's move on to helpful people and travel and benefactors, which is Chen. And this is the area that's related to heaven and metal elements It's color gray, or it can also be metallic colors, but really the, if we're talking about just color, it's gray and mm-hmm. it's a great one. If you want to really bring in more benefactor support, or I think a lot of people are feeling this way. They want to um, travel, get out, explore, see new places. Yeah. It's also very elegant too. It is. And we had a student, um, you know, some questions asking, you know, how do we, 
how do you enhance every, how do you basically enhance every different gua? Like if you were to go to everyone, is there a different way to enhance it? And at the end of the day, no, you would use the same way to enhance something or to uh, correct something. And one of those ways, and we teach these uh, the minor additions, these method of minor additions, one of these ways is color. And so in this particular area, using gray in helpful people, often when you're working with clients, sometimes the front entrance or the entrance or the part of their house, something is diminished. It, it feels um, like it's not as strong or it's missing or, and I've used a couple of times and it, cause it's a small area that's manageable. I've um, we've, we've painted it gray to enhance it, to kind of, you know, if they felt that it wasn't where they wanted it. And that when, and especially when you start asking questions around, do you, do you feel like you've got a lot of helpful people in your life? Do you feel supported? It is an elegant color and it, and it worked really well and it could be an accent wall. And so I've used it several times. It's a good color to work with. Yeah. And I will also say that a couple of things like um, to clarify what Laura was saying, when you, to enhance every qual. We're not, we are not suggesting you go to your <laughs> home, home divided up into nine squares and paint every area, the color. Cause I mean, I guess you could, but that would be not, not the most skillful way to, to apply these principles. And it's always better to focus on the most important thing that you want to work on. So instead of trying to do the hit, whole kit and caboodle and have a the whole crayon box in your home, really decide what color resonates with you. And that's, there's a few factors. So it's maybe it's the Bagua meaning and the Bagua association. Maybe there's an element, elemental association, which we talk about a little bit today, and maybe we'll do a whole other episode on that. But also you want to consider what are your own personal connections to it. So if I've had clients that didn't like a particular color because it reminded them of something like maybe some, some trauma in childhood, or maybe gray is too, you know, depressing for you. Cause there's, there's absolutely so many different personal associations we can have and cultural associations. Like for instance, in China, not so long ago, they would wear black to weddings and white to funerals. So there's definitely different cultural associations with certain colors and pay attention to that too. So we want you to pay attention to your own personal connections to the colors, but also see if what we're telling you is helpful. And we always challenge our students to look at what is useful, what is helpful, apply it. And if it's not helpful for you, you can, you don't have to use it. So next is also another metal area called children and completion. It's called Dwei and in Chinese, and it is related to completing things, endings. It's like the autumn. It's, you know, when people talk about their autumn of their lives or when things are dying, like, you know, that you imagine the leaves on the trees are uh, dying and squirrels are collecting their acorns to prepare for the winter. So it's kind of the ending of things, the end of the harvest, after the harvest. And it's also related to the color white. And it doesn't have to be a stark white, but it could be off white. And this is also related to inviting more joy, more clarity, more precision in your life. So that's a great color to bring in more more of those elements, especially like for areas like the kitchen. And especially if you have trouble focusing, white can help to 
clarify things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think we can all see how white and in, from an artistic perspective or from color theory, white is not a color and it's the absence of color. There is no color. So it's, it's a, it symbolically becomes a blank slate. So there's something about when you need to get your life organized and you need to start over. It's like, imagine yourself when you've got an idea and you just, you're starting that fresh clean sheet of paper, you're ready to write out, you know, and start something. And, and, you know, you're really, I'm going to complete this. I'm going to get this done. There's something about adding the color white that tends to just, as Angie said, get you focused. And that's what the metal element is all about. And this gua is about, it's like, okay. I know I'm good at starting things, but what I really want to do is complete this and finish this and get this to its autumnal state of me being completed and finishing it. So, yes. And white is a very mindful color in a lot of ways too. There's different spiritual practices that encourage wearing white because if you just imagine if you're wearing a white pair of pants or a white shirt or a whole white outfit, you're very careful. You're mindful where you sit, how you walk through things, walk by things, how you eat. You pay attention more because it creates mindfulness. It creates that feeling of precision, the energy of precision. Next up is gun position, which is also known as self-cultivation, knowledge. It's related to dark blue and indigo. So sometimes um, it's depicted as a light blue, but really it's, we're talking about a dark, dark blue indigo color because the brighter blues are related to that first area, the family area. And as I said, it's about self-cultivation, how you can work with your spiritual growth, how you can work with your meditation practice, work with your self-help, but also it can improve your knowledge in terms of how you cultivate your skillfulness. Say like if you need to gain more skills and like something as simple as for a new job or to learn how to paint or whatever it is. So it can help to hone that aspect of your life. Yeah. And blue is the color. And when you're, you have to be really specific because the meaning of it changes the symbolism, at least in the feng shui and in the bagua, it changes depending on the tone of the blue, right? So when you start to bring in more mid-tone blues or even greenish blues, you're actually moving into wood, right? And that's sort of a different type of energy. And then when you're going really, 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 really dark blue, like, you know, really dark blue, then you're moving almost into water. And that's why this squat, which is between the wood and the water gua, FYI, is why it's this indigo blue, this real true, true blue and a deep, beautiful blue. And sometimes it's hard for people to get their head around it because they don't, they, they just pick a blue is a blue, but it really, there's that, there's nuances in the color. Yes. And then let's move on to the fame and reputation area, which is called Lee and it's red, the color Mm -hmm. red, it's very fiery, it's fire element. And it's, I mean, everyone notices the person that's wearing all red that walks in the room or bright red lipstick, right? So it, it's a color of blood. It's a color of vitality. So red can be used strategically to inspire you to activate your 
compassion and to open your heart to, and also to be seen because mm -hmm. you're wearing, wearing or having red is makes you very noticeable. You stand out. Yeah. Red is made for that. Red is the color of attention, getting stop, you know, look at this, stop and look bright red. So there's a reason why it's in that gua. Obviously it's connected with fire as well. So you have that energy of visibility and showing yourself off and getting noticed and being comfortable with that. This is often a gua that is one that when you work with clients, it's a tough area because people are really afraid to be seen and the, and they don't want to wear red and you don't have to, that's a pretty extreme way of doing it, but you can bring small amounts of red. Cause it's a very powerful color. It's the color that red is a color that supersedes all others. So in orders of, you know, how to bring in an element, let's just say red actually supersedes everything because it's so strong. And so it should be used, you know, carefully and how you want to use it. And so that it's not overpowering your own energy, but you can use it in small ways in that gua. You can bring in red candles. You can bring in a small, you know, something small that's got red in it. Anthurium plant with the red, you know, with those red leaves or flowers that it has is a perfect example. So you can just do it. And the intention is to bring it in, but know that red will do the rest of the work because it's so strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think they've done studies because humans were evolved to pay attention to red. If you think about the ripest fruits are red and the sweetest and the healthiest are, you know, if you see red, that's the color of blood. You want to be careful of that, right? But also rosy, rosy cheeks or lips indicate vitality in life. Next is the career area, which is also related to wisdom and your social network, your path in life. And it's called con position. And it's related to the color black because it's color of water. And sometimes different practitioners may associate blue with water, but in our school, we associate black with water and it beckons to actually the I Ching, if you're familiar with that, which is about the con or water element is the abyss and it's the dark, the darkest. And so this is a very, this is a very intense color to use also in, in large amounts, but I, it's interesting that it's really making a a comeback nowadays, especially in homes. Black is very, it's very on trend. And it's also a very elegant classic color that's generally timeless. And um, you can use it in, in strategic ways, but using black with feng shui intention can be, black accents can be used to with intention to maybe deepen your social circle to help you clarify the way that you want to walk in life or even deepening your wisdom or to attract more energy to your home. Like even with a simple black doormat at your front door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Black is, um, is connected in, and as a color again, color theory, when you use black, it recedes, it sinks back. It's deep. That's the depth. Um, and the, uh, the symbolism around it really connects to that depth and wisdom, which is 
um, what is, uh, what are, you know, sort of the, um, the energies around it is being able to go really deep on something and you're kind of a, why is it connected to career? And you have to look at career a little more broadly as really learning something deeply, um, or searching for meaning, um, and purpose in a very deep way on something and going quite, you know, being still and quiet with it and thinking about it and, um, and, and understanding it on a, on a really deep level, there is a quality to water that is, um, mysterious too. Right. And that black is, um, brings that up that black kind of not being able to, to see it, but, you know, really going deep to learn about it. So, and, and I, I mean, I love black. My front door is black, um, because it's in, it happens to be in that gua and, um, and I just think, and it goes really well with the rest of what my house is like. And so for me, it made, it makes sense. And then, um, and when you do it with intention to, to really bring that stillness and that wisdom in, I like, it's great. Yeah. And it's also really fun to work through this, but when you're working with a practitioner to, to kind of work with what your intention is and the different tools and the feng shui toolbox. So it's, um, we want to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. And not, we don't want, want to stress you out and make you think, oh, I got to change all the colors. No, it's like, how do you have fun? How do you test it out? You could even, if there's a color that resonates with you, you could start wearing it and see how it feels, especially if it's something that you're not accustomed to. Um, okay. So last but not least, the other favorite Bagua area is called Kun and it's related to partnerships, um, romantic relationships and mother element and it's the color pink and Mm -hmm. it's it's a great color to use to invite in a partnership invite in a new relationship but it also encourages softness understanding heart healing like if you think about rose quartz that beautiful pink soft pink color is really um very comforting yes yeah. And I think, um, you want to pick the pink that makes sense for you. So again, it's, um, it's, it's between fame and completion or children there. And so it's between the white and the red and you, you know, you're going to pick sort of how you want to play with that pink, the soft, you know, calming, pink is, is going to give you that energy of just quieting down, or maybe, you know, as Angie said, like self-love softness, attracting a relationship. But then, you know, when you go to more vibrant pinks, it's like, it's swinging a little bit more passionate, like and a bit more spark and you're getting a little closer to the fire. So it's nice to sort of see that continuum of the color too. And really, you know, really figure out what, what makes sense to you, what makes sense to use in your space. Again, you can just use the rose quartz. You don't have to, we would never tell you to paint, your walls, a particular color, you know, that makes, if it makes zero sense, you have to decide whether this makes sense or you need to work with a consultant because once you start learning this, I think there's a desire to want to do all of it. And it's nice to have someone help you and guide you to sort of be really objective about this and say, okay, well, is this really something you need to focus on? Like, do we really need to do this? Cause that's a lot what you want to do there. So let's maybe really pick and choose what we're going to do. But if coin and relationships is one area, start small, like, you know, just add in a couple little accents and play with the color because pink is not everyone's color, but it can be brought in in small ways. Yeah. I mean, I love 
pink, but only like certain kinds of pink, like muted pinks or dusty pinks. Like I ordered this pink shirt and it was so not, it was just like Hello Kitty pink. And I was like, no, it's not good for me. Um, and it's actually funny because Jeremiah and I were upstate and we, I brought some watercolors and this one set has flora, a lot of fluorescence in it. And so what would we think about fluorescent pink? <laughs> it's very energizing, right? Yeah. I think it's hot, hot pinks. You're getting, you're getting, you're bringing, you're bringing fire in there too. I think yeah. it's like, yeah. it, and I think it's why it's nice to sort of see colors as having these um, it, it, and in feng shui, nothing is 100% one thing, you know, there's some real nuances there and seeing what, you know, what your intention is, but yeah, when you get into the hot, hot pinks, even like fiery oranges and stuff, I mean, you're moving into that kind of that zone of fire. So, yeah. Right. So even though we just talked about feng shui color by color, there's so many nuances because a red can be, so we said red's very strong, very passionate, very young energy, but there can be a more yang red and a more yin red, mm-hmm. and there can be a more yang pink and a more yin pink and, or a more wood, you know, that's the beauty of color. You can bring in different undertones. You could, there's different shades, there's different ways to work with that and different transparencies of it. So it's really a fun topic. So thanks. Thanks. Laura. And Laura actually is a painter and you studied color theory probably in, mm-hmm. in art history, mm-hmm. right? When you mix a lot of paint colors together, you start to learn a lot about color. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Laura. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every Monday for a new episode. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.